0: Today, we're going to talk about Kill Tony, the biggest live comedy podcast that just sold out a goddamn arena, and what those implications are for the industry. Welcome to another episode of Catching You Up With... Before we get too deep into it, I'd like to thank this week's executive producer, Colin Haley. Without his big baller support, I'd still be doing Murder for Hire. And thanks to him, I have not murdered anyone in months. Now would be a good time to subscribe, comment, and share this video. Do it now. Nothing gets me more excited when things get done for the first time in the comedy podcast space. Whenever new heights get reached by anyone in the industry, it just demonstrates that it's possible to reach those heights. And that's fucking exciting. I was stoked when Spotify paid Joe Rogan north of $200 million to get exclusive rights to his podcast. Not because I'm excited that Joe was able to throw more money onto his piles of money. It was a sign that companies were starting to see the value of high-ticket podcasts and that more deals like this were potentially possible in the future for other podcasts. I was stoked when YMH Live debuted for the first time and proved to be a success. It showed that comedian content creators can stream big events and get an immediate return on it. And I was extremely stoked to see that Kill Tony just pulled off two back-to-back arena shows for New Year's Eve. God damn. As you could tell, I'm definitely a little bricked up about it. And since I just noticed it's on the table, why don't you go ahead and take a drink of your water if you have any. I'm going to do my best to not spoil any real details of the show that hasn't already been leaked on Reddit or social media. If you know this channel, I'm sure you already know everything about Kill Tony. But for those of you that are uninitiated, Kill Tony is a comedy podcast which is hosted by veteran roast comic Tony Hinchcliffe and half-comedian, half-godfather of podcasting, Brian Redban. The premise of the show is a glorified open mic night. Comics of all different levels sign up to have their names pulled out of a bucket. If called, they go on stage and perform one minute of stand-up, after which they get interviewed by Tony, Redban and whoever their panel of guests are. They pepper the bucket poles with pop-ins and sets from regulars of the show. They also have a live band that adds a live music element to the show, which I think greatly enhances it. The podcast started in a small room in the world-famous comedy store in Los Angeles, California, where they performed to tens of people. And over a decade, it has snowballed into the juggernaut that it is today. With ridiculously huge guests and a dynamic that lets anything happen, the show moved to bigger and bigger rooms and has developed some of the biggest personalities in the newest class of comedians. And it's arguably one of the biggest shows at the mothership. It is so goddamn hard to get tickets to that fucking show. <laughs> they did their 10-year anniversary at the ACL Live Moody Theater in June of 2023, to a capacity of north of 2,500 people. Fuck, that's a lot. Then a little over six months later, they did two nights at the HEB Center that has tripled the capacity the night before and the night of New Year's Eve. And they just announced they'll be doing the Kia Forum in Los Angeles in May and Madison Square fucking Garden in August. I know I just said that, but I'm still so fucking hard about it. I mean, holy fucking shit, dude. What a fucking setting for an open mic night. I went to the first night at H-E-B Center on December 30th, and just seeing the sheer volume of people in the crowd, I immediately got nervous for the people that signed up. And I'm someone that's already nervous when I see someone performing stand-up for the first time at Comedy Mothership. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I really hope they know what they're doing. There are seasoned comedians that will never know what it feels like to perform in an arena that size. And yet, there are some filthy casual fans of Kill Tony that Thought they'd go to New Year's and be like, yeah, sure, I'll put my name in the bucket. Because look, there's a ton of people that see stand-up and they're like, oh, I could do that. They're just talking on stage. And it's like, no, homie, they've been rehearsing that for a long time. And they make it sound really natural, like they're coming up with it on the spot, but they're not. And I don't know if you guys have ever been in an arena where you hear all of them booing in unison, but that is a sound I've never heard before in my fucking life. And it's terrifying. There's nothing like watching someone's hubris disintegrate. It was exactly what I expected it to be. A lot of people on Reddit were underwhelmed from the bucket polls and thought that the producers or someone should have possibly vetted the people that signed up a little bit more. But to that I say, that's the fucking show. There are a lot who will crumble, but there are few who will flourish. And you know, they say in life that the sweet isn't as sweet without the sour. Welcome to Killtown. Andy Dick started a live video. Well, I hope that stays up for a minute. Anything can happen. That's the point of the show. I'm gonna say that at least eight more times in this video. No, that's, no, that'll probably be the last time. Maybe second to last time. Anything can happen. So I watched the first live show on December 30th at HEB Center. Adam Ray was the special guest performing as his character, Dr. Phil. And if you guys haven't seen Adam Ray performing Dr. Phil, it is so fucking funny. And Adam committed so hard to bits and taking chances, and virtually all of them landed. The second night was streamed on New Year's Eve, and that had special guests Matt McCusker and Shane Gillis. There were also special guest appearances by Sugar Sean O'Malley, Danny Brown, Mr. Beast, and it also featured an ultimate showdown between Kill Tony regular Hans Kim and golden ticket winner, Rick Diaz. It was such a fun spectacle and Rick Diaz really does seem like such an incredible sport. And Hans is either an incredible actor or he really does fucking hate Rick's guts. Either version of that is hilarious to me. And here's what I truly love about the situation that Kill Tony is in. Sure, there's a few other comedy podcasts that can probably pull off nights in an arena, but none of them are as uniquely set up as Kill Tony. When comedians toured, they usually hit up cities once a year maybe once every two years. They're not writing new hours of comedy every six months, every month, every week. A live podcast is different because it's not written material. Imagine a normal podcast that has either two hosts or a host and a guest, and they decide to do let's call it six arena shows in a row. There's only so much that these two people on stage can talk to each other about, but that's where Kill Tony's different. Every single variable creates kind of a butterfly effect, if that makes sense. The show is just so well formatted that it's very difficult to repeat itself. If you have someone that's just truly terrible on stage or an interview that just got weird, you just do another bucket pull, and then it resets the room. And that's what makes every show familiar yet different. I mean, there were even times during both shows where Tony asked the crowd, hey, how many of you guys watched both shows? And the majority of the crowd started cheering, and I'm like, holy shit, but that makes sense. I mean, I watched both shows. And with that being said, I'd like to continue to jerk off at the arena dates that the Kill Tony crew has just announced. I wonder if each of those will add second shows. Maybe the will third shows. I know that Los Angeles and New York are two of the biggest markets in the comedy space. It might be a little tougher to get additional nights in Los Angeles, since that's part of the Netflix is a joke festival. But if Austin can do multiple arena nights, why the fuck couldn't New York? Is that possible for Kill Tony? God, I hope so. Madison Square Garden has a seating capacity of close to 20,000 people. This shit is fucking nutty and I am so fucking here for it. And with that, I'd like to thank my producers who you're seeing on screen right now. Without their support, it'd be much harder to put out this consistent content on a consistent basis. And if you'd like to be on the producer crew that helps support me put out this show, go ahead and click the link in the description below. And while you hit that link, why don't you also subscribe to this channel, comment on this video, rate it, share it with a friend, all that good stuff, it all helps the algorithm, and Lord knows I love you for it. I would like to thank you yet again for watching this week's episode of Catching You Up With... it's COVID. But even more importantly, I do have to remind you... This is a totally unconfirmed news.